You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report its libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured this libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman, we always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood, together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. shouldn't have played <laughs> that 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 wasn't supposed to happen well let's see <laughs> i tell you 
Good morning, family. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I'm your host, Baba Oshi Hotep family. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things that you wanted to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it wasn't and it had to get done, it must be done. And then, of course, you got it done. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world, but if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that to drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can go to Baba Oshi. Dot net Baba, whatever search engine you whatever search engine you use, AOL, Google, Time for an Awakening. In fact, you just you can go to Time for an Awakening and put in babaoshi.net and you will get once again programs that are dated and titled. In fact, my suggestion uh, for listening to this program is not to go to tune in uh, because sometimes those people, brothers and sisters, have complained that tune in cuts away to commercials, you know, and uh, you can go right directly to Time for an Awakening. In the middle of the page on the right, you'll see the program and you click the on button and then there will start playing this program as it is right now and other programs that you choose. All right. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank from 8 to 10 with Brother Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays from 7 to 8, from 7 to 8 on Thursdays, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening. Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council on Saturdays. And then Sunday at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need for American African owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. Yeah, just heard a commercial, um, a commercial radio. Uh, for webuyblack.com they raised over 420,000 they were looking for 1.2 million to uh, open up a supermarket here in the Atlanta area this commercial has aired at that particular number uh, since last year maybe before then I don't know <sighs> okay let me co- let me go on I want to get off into that but that's a damn shame that you know we have over 2 million American African people in the metropolitan area of Atlanta, Georgia. One a place that some call the Mecca, some call Wakanda, some call Parrot, whatever the hell they call it, it ain't about that. It sure ain't. But we can't raise money to have a supermarket, a place that we that the American African farmers and other people who do a lot of progress can sell their goods and also too more importantly even provide jobs for our for our young people our people pathetic all right <laughs> africa for the africans brother Bamani tayemba who has been taking our brothers and sisters to the motherland for many years 
He took a group uh, March 30th through the 9th of this month to Senegal and Gambia. And of course, you heard my good friend, Brother Irv Lewis, talk about his his trip, and he wants to make more. And I know I can understand that. Um, May 24th to June 5th, uh, Brother has a trip to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th to Rwanda. November 16th to November 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, Ghana. November 21st through December 2nd, Kemet. April 1st to April 11th, 2025. 2025. Senegal and Gambia. And of course, you go to the website. Everything you need is right there to make that trip of a lifetime, even if you don't go with Brother Bomani. Because uh, when I went uh, back in 2019, all the information that I used came off the website. I thank Brother Bomani. It's extensive. It will tell you the shots you need, the visas, and all of that good stuff, brothers and sisters. So go to Africa for the Africans. But if you want to see pictures of previous tours, and I'm quite sure he has those up for the uh, just coming back from Senegal and Gambia, go to Facebook.com for pictures. Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos? Go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habasha, Habasha Incorporated.org. They have done great work, brothers and sisters, at here with the sustainable uh, growing, uh, sustainable agriculture that is developed here, but also to the Kashi project that uh, they developed in, in Ghana. They had an opening uh, back in October, the Kashi Project in Ghana. Brothers and sisters, Habasha, Incorporated.org. Ledge Group, Ledge stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. They deal in the four areas of human necessity, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries with over, over 170 employees and over 260 members of the Ledge Group. Ledge, Land for the environmental development for group economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, com. Of course, um, they have their um, conference that's going to be in Ghana, uh, July 7th through July 9th in Ghana, the power conference. It'll be dealing with uh, educational power, military power, industrial institutional power, economics, agricultural, technology, family, community, and nation. Brothers and sisters, the Abibiatumi, a conference, Abibiatumi's first black power conference is this year, July 7th through the 9th in Ghana. Other great programs, if you go to the website, abibiatumi.com, all kinds of good programs that they offer, and uh, check it out. Smy Pharmacy, Smy Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril a call at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. He, uh, has a, he'll have a program for you. You give him a call. You let him know what's happening with you um, health-wise. He'll put a program together for you, get you off those med drugs and all of them opio- opioids and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, Smy Pharmacy. 
through Jackson Water Rescue, Brother Moses West, the MosesWestFoundation.org. Brothers and sisters, go to the MosesWestFoundation.org and make your donation to help put atmospheric water generators. And I just got another win of a, a water problem. I mean, there's water problems all over, especially because of uh, global warming. But there is a solution. So it's not like we can't get water because we can. You know. It's just that we need access to water. And what this brother has done is to provide the access to water. The water, the atmospheric water generating machines that he develops, that he has patented. Brothers and sisters, go to MosesWestFoundation.org. Check it out and make your donation. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located here in the West End, uh, here in Atlanta, delicious health drinks, smoothies, and so forth, pastries, and, and um, all kind of good stuff. Adatas, right here on Ralph David Abernathy. Give them, give, give them a call at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia doing a beautiful job. She, her place is nice. You got you to gotta check it out. Because she, she has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, all kinds of good stuff at the Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia was there yesterday for Mama Anise, um, Mama Marimbo's presentation. Outstanding. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, Brother... John Moon, great, great host, great time. Place was packed. And um, give him a call at 770-305-6373, 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot. Lithonia is located east of Atlanta off of I-20. Take exit, exit 74, head north, about a mile. And on the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Jump back on that street, go back south, and then go back east, make that left. The next exit, the next exit is exit 75. Turn the hill road, make a right, three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Us lifting us to every their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from nine to ten. If you want to listen, you can just go to blogtalkradio.com. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash U L U us lifting us. But if you want to call to listen or have a question, comment, or concern, dial nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting us. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother B just got it going on, family. He's not open today. He's open Tuesdays through Sunday at 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140. Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall at Booth 225, 
and uh, give our sister Shelly Amonset a call at 434-404, excuse me, 404-434-7963, 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Hayiti.org. Sister Gabriela really is doing great work with our young, with our children in the northeastern portions of the island of Haiti. Go online at sanjay-haiti.org to see for yourself. Great educational program, health program, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E-Haiti-A-Y-I-T-I.org. Sanjay-haiti.org. Ah, Occupant Institute. Didn't see the Barudis. They they were not there. They didn't come to Mama Remembers, but the, the the funds that were raised go to Occupant House. Excuse me, we'll go to Occupant Institute and because of the work that they have done, the work they are doing, helping to raise warriors. We love the Barudis. If you want to make a donation, if you want to do PayPal, go to PayPal. Yah, Y-A-A, Baruti, at Yahoo. Yah, Baruti, at Yahoo. Cash app, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, to make your donation. If you want to buy the books that Baba Baruti has authored, go to Akabenhouse.com. Akabenhouse.com. He is prolific, because we're going to go right now to the Enya, the Enya, the Sim, the Enyasasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. April 16th. The free man is the man with no fears. I repeat, the free man is the man with no fears. Dick Gregory. For a people at war for survival of their sanity, compromise and indecisive indecision are liabilities which automatically benefit those who seek to divide and destroy us. On this, there should be no confusion, for there is no great area in war. There is no space for wishy-washy soldiers or those who have misdefined soldiery for an, ex- for an excuse in assimilation, for exercise in assimilation. Those who fight the enemy only so that the enemy will let them in. Being a warrior is a difficult calling and it takes its toll on those earnestly devoted to our cause. This reality can be so very harsh and painful. It can become extremely difficult to see and feel the depths of its blood, roots, and breath of its menticide every waking moment. So certainly, warriors cry. We are human, but warriors take pain in stride taking great care not to allow it to sabotage the potency of their fearlessness. We know that nothing is impossible for Africans with the will to do what is necessary and a clear sight of what needs to be done. We only need to have a fearless, uncompromising vision of what a traditional African world would have to be like today to give our thoughts and actions that true aim. We have only to return to what already exists inside of us. We, I mean, repeat, we have only to return to what already exists inside of us. It has gone nowhere. We have been 
are now and always will be African. No power on this earth can and no benign power in the universe would ever think so to change that. Ashe, affirm I am fearless. Affirm I am fearless. April 17th. I would not give a pinch of snuff to be married to any white person I ever saw in all the days of my life. David Walker. In fact, I'm looking right now to David Walker's appeal. On the cover is a brother with a <laughs> with a big tree limb beating down this Caucasian who has a whip in his hand. Love it. Has with any strategy employed by Europeans interracialism or interracial coupling is a philosophy adopted by those Africans so blindly self-hating that they see that they see becoming or bonding with those who taught them to hate themselves has their life's ambition. In doing so, they hope to somehow conceal from their destroyers who they really and actually are. They hope to become who they so desperately love. And if that's not possible, they aim to at least separate themselves from what in them they so desperately hate. Shrewdly, their destroyers promote their deluded invisibility in order to keep the self-haters from seeing them for who they really are. Amalgamation helps make vanquished Africans feel more secure, included if not more of being one with Europeans. Yet again, it provides an offensive camouflage for Europeans so that they will appear as or part of everyone human. By allowing some of them to blend with some of us, they become no longer seen as alien, odd, different, particularly insane as one people, one nation of one living cultural assembly and intentionally cultural consciousness. In doing so, their genocidal intent becomes better concealed within the disbelief of others who believe that they have become them. No one would ever imagine them trying to kill themselves. What better defense? Affirm, my bed is undefiled. Affirm, my bed is undefiled. I heard that. I told this brother one time, I said, I Go to the last sister on earth before I mess with the Caucasian. It's hard. It would be hard for me, brothers and sisters, to, to, you know, after all that has happened to our people and understanding and knowing that. <sighs> yeah. Yesterday was Kareem's birthday. The king. You know, I kind of fell out with the king in, in my heart and mind when he, I heard him on public radio. And uh, I don't know, you know, you might consider this petty, okay? But he was trying to recall a time that he went to New York. Well, he lives in New York, but he went to the museum. And and the person who took him, he couldn't remember. He took a group of young children. It was Dr. John Henry Clark. His ass couldn't remember Dr. John Henry Clark. No wonder he with that white woman. Loved him as a player. Now that's the thing. You you love the sport. See, 
the only person that I love totally who is in the sports, Muhammad Ali. I love Muhammad Ali. I love Muhammad Ali when he was braggadocious and calling rounds, clowning, acting a fool. And I truly loved him when he, when he embraced the nation of Islam to talk the way he did uncompromisingly with courage and conviction. You my opposer when I want justice. You my, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, but Kareem, yeah. And that's a, a lot. I mean, you know, I have no delusions, brother, because we're going to talk about Ma'afa, and, and I have no delusions of, of uh, our people, those in politics, those in sports, all of that. I, I don't. I have no delusions. You know, I understand clearly who they are and what they're, you know, what they've ex- what they have accepted or what they're willing to accept. You know, yeah. This is just as much ours as it is the white man. Shoot, hell, we fought the Indians too. Shut up. Can't let it go. But see, I don't blame us. This European, this Caucasian, this Urugu, this cracker, this white has put a hell of a thing on our minds. On our minds. And of course, we have become delusional because they are delusional. They suffer from cognitive dissonance. They believe they are superior. When when Europeans was in that medieval or dark age and the only light, only information that was happening was in the western part of Europe. And of course, Europe is not a continent. That's how arrogant these son of a bitches are. They made Europe a continent by nobody's definition, by using the Caucasus Mountains as a range to divide the eastern part of Europe. Excuse me, I apologize. The eastern part of Asia as opposed to the western part of Asia. So, because that's what it is. Asia, all of it. But so then they call it Europe and the European continent. So then, no, there's not seven continents. There's six. That's how arrogant they are. It's because I said so. It's a continent because I said so. Well, the only light that was happening on that continent was happening in the total western part of it, which was Spain and Portugal, with the Moors. The Moors taught them many things. They were there 700 years. 700 years before the European woke up, supposedly, came out of that slumber, which they called their renaissance, the European renaissance. And what happened? The European, when he woke up, he said, hey, listen, we may war amongst ourselves, and we do, because we're truly a very warlike people. You know, conflict is who we are. We want to kill. But we're going to come together on those who are outside of us. We're going to come together. 
and they began to go out in their exploitations and ex- exploitations and exploring and so so forth and began to take people's stuff. They began to take people's stuff, take their land, their resources, kill them, enslave them. When these crackers talk about critical race theory and the fear of it, their history is so damn ugly and so bad. We shouldn't be teaching that that you're damn right. You should teach it, the truth, but you can't handle the truth. You did some evil, devastating things, and particularly to us as African people. Particularly to us. That will have ramifications on us unless we get out of it. And that could mean our demise as a human being. Could demean our demise. Isn't it ironic that Caucasians are dwindling? Their numbers continue to dwindle. And yet, Our numbers, because we're relatively young, our population can grow and grow. And yet, they dominate. They control. Everywhere. And yet, their numbers are consistently dwindling. They're dying. When the the pandemic hit, it really devastated them because their population is older. More issues. Preconditions. In fact, uh, the we talked about BRICS. Uh, was it last week or week before we talked about BRICS, which is the economic coming together. And BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, um, China, and South Africa. Those are the countries at present. There's more that wants to come into it, but already a piece I read that that their their economic uh, ability is greater than the G7. And 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 in the G7 is. Japan, because they, they, they had to let Japan in because Japan became an economic power because of what happened to Japan. And because of what happened to Japan, you know, um, the United States and Europe who devastated them, they were a they were given some conditions. They were given the ability to rebuild themselves. And they did strongly. And they became an economic entity. That's why they were part of the G6, now the G7. Honorary whites. But BRICS is stronger than that. The Europeans hold is slipping, but the European is so evil. I do not put anything past 
the European to do something dastardly, something evil, something maniacal, something devastating. Because the Ma'afa is that. In Mama Marimba's presentation yesterday at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar was outstanding. In fact, I, I was talking to her about it and I said, you know, she did a presentation um, at Clark Atlanta last year, about October, for um, Dr. Asa Hilliard. Some other noted scholars were there, Wade Nobles, you know, um, Mario Beatty, along with Brother Greg Kamathi Carr. Some good people, beautiful people, ASCAC people, because of course the founder, one of the founders of ASCAC is Dr. Asa Hilliard. And so she did a presentation, outstanding, but she had to run through it, and so she really couldn't complete it, and that's unfortunate. She said that she's going to put them, uh, you know, because they're long. You know, she's she's detailed in her presentations. The one she did yesterday was just great. So she said she's going to put them on YouTube, and when they do, I truly will let you know. And they'll probably be about a couple of hours, three hours maybe. I mean, she talked about, uh, you know, Nana Amos Wilson, his presentations, man, would go two, three hours or more, you know? These brothers and sisters are thorough and they trying to make you understand clearly what we are up against. Trying to give you no illusion, no gray areas about the evilness of the entity that we're dealing with. And some of us believe that we can somehow appeal to these people, make them understand our humanity, help them understand that we are human beings too and that this shit, uh, they ain't. That's the problem. <laughs> they ain't. They sure the hell don't act like it. So, yeah, their presentation was great. I'm going to uh, talk about the Ma'afa. This is the program today. And uh, oh, also, too, brothers and sisters, if you're in the Atlanta area, Mama Marimba has the 20th annual Abaka Sunsunsun weekend. You know? It's a weekend, and it's going to be uh, Africans only. 3215 Bright Star Road in Douglasville. It's a sister that has some property, some land there. So it's a two-day, um, May 13th from 1 to 7, and all kinds of good stuff, African youth ritual, traumatizations, please wear white or soldier fatigues. And then uh, May Sunday, May 14th, from one to five, African revolutionary music, drumming, dancing, poetry, and so forth. So, you know, the whole thing with Obaka Sim is a reenactment, it's a regeneration, is consistently putting on your mind the devil.
devastation that has happened to us. The Ma'afa. Learned that Mama Marimba, she brought the word to us, the Ma'afa. And uh, a sister, as she said yesterday, uh, uh, I can't remember if she was from Mali, where was she from? But she found Mama Marimba and they talked about it and it was so true about it. So she had broke it down. The Ma'afa is serious. It is ongoing. We're still in the Ma'afa. And we believe that somehow we can overcome this. All the people that uh, all the people that we have in politics, the people we have in religion, the people we have in education. She she broke down the academy, the educational portion of the Ma'afa, how it affects us. Just and, and, and it was easy to do because she used Carter G. Woodson. 1933, the miseducation of the Negro. And how we believe that this educational system and the and the ability to, to go to these schools, these Ivy League schools, you know, or great institutions of learning, or get a Rhodes Scholarship. Now, listen, family, I'm so tired of this Rhodes Scholarship bullshit. Somebody, some of us, some some right-minded of us to check this who Rhodes was Cecil Rhodes who he was how did he get that money do you believe that a European Jew would accept a scholarship in the name of Adolf Hitler hell no and that's tantamount to what we do accepting a scholarship in the name of Cecil Rhodes. In fact, Cecil Rhodes is rolling over in his grave knowing that these Negroes is getting that scholarship. All that money should be turned over to us. It is ours. Cecil Rhodes. Shh. Man. <clears throat> this is a key Swahili term. You know, I need to put some light on this. Yeah, let me do that. Okay. Sometimes I need that, you know. I need to have some light. Was presented to us by Marimba Ani, Mama Marimba, one of our most Honor. This, I'm reading from the Inya Sassim in the glossary section. So, yeah. So he has a, the terms that you that are in the Inya Sassim that he has broken down and gives you some definition. And as I said, she presented this. She did. In fact, it's in um, what you call uh, Wikipedia gives her that gives her that credit of bringing it. But the sister. Who said, I must, she said, I've tried to find you. Where did you get the, you know, and she told her, and then she said, you are correct. In fact, the, the, 
ma and ah fa the fa f a means death means death she is our most honored she is our most honored african centered scholar warrior scholar she is the ma'afa refers to the entirety the entirety it refers to the entirety of the effort European people have put into trying to destroy the African continent, African culture, and African people, even though its inception predates the systematic invasion of African continent by Europeans by 840 years when Arabs began their captivity and enslavement of Africans for themselves and the exportation sending Africans to China and other points in Asia, whoever would buy them. Remember, they they started doing it again after uh, they murdered Muammar Gaddafi, after Barack Obama and them, you know, France, England murdered Muammar Gaddafi and all hell broke loose in Libya, all that chaos and how great Libya was under Muammar Gaddafi for the Libyan people, how they put together that campaign to destroy Muammar Gaddafi's image. And then, um, yeah, they started killing Africans. They started neutering Africans neutering Africans and sending them to the United Arab Emirates so they could basically be enslaved all over again. The European nation is our focus because they expanded by far the greatest amount of energy aimed at bringing about our destruction. I repeat, the European nation and the Ma'afa is our focus because they have expanded by far the greatest amount of energy aimed at bringing about our destruction. Historically speaking, the Ma'afa is a massive, protracted crime against our humanity. In fact, to even use the word crime as descriptive of its severely minimizes the devastation it brought to African people. Holocaust, Holocaust is not even sufficient enough of a word. Be that as it may, the Ma'afa includes unprovoked wars of invasion to capture and subdue the African continent, the violent dispersion of African people throughout it, the missionary efforts to remove us from our spirit, the consciously arrogant underpinning undermining of African cultural activities and sensibilities, the brutal and inhumane capture of Africans for enslavement and the removal of Africans to other lands, the colonization of Africans' political system, the balkanization of formerly peaceful ethnic groups, cultural groups, and mass theft of Africa's resources, the confiscation of Africans' land and relegation of Africans to infertile soil, the global dehumanization of Africans, the brutalization, rape, torture, and murder of hundreds of millions of Africans and all the descendants of those murdered individuals who would have produced. 
So it's not just the hundreds of millions, it's hundreds and hundreds of millions more. It is important to note that most African-centered scholars, warrior scholars, recognize that the Ma'afa is a genocide in progress. I repeat, African warrior scholars, African-centered warrior scholars recognize that the Ma'afa is a genocide in progress. It did not stop with the official end of our captivity, our enslavement in Western Hemisphere, noting that the enslavement of Africans on the continent by Arabs continues to this date or the termination of colonization on the continent through revolutionary warfare. Noting that an advanced state of neocolonialism or neocolonization still plagues virtually every African state. They still have the Europeans' currency. The predominant language is still the Europeans. France has so many places on the continent, and I can't stand the French. And of course, the British... They continue the efforts of Caucasian supremacist societies to terrorize Africans into non-existence and the ongoing psychological effects of our past captivity referred to by various terms such as psychotrauma, post-traumatic slave syndrome, cultural misorientation, menticide, as well as the ongoing relation of the motherland under heartless alien and alienating paternalistic capitalist imperialism are clear indicators that this has been and continues to be one individual indivisible great destruction we must emphatically know however that this definition is not to imply that this atrocity is near completion On the contrary, it is to provide the broadest picture and give a clear understanding of what happened and is happening so that conscious African people will understand the magnitude of what we have committed ourselves to reverse and in the process, the traditions and sanity to which we fully intend to return. Mashay. Mashay. Man, this is a process that is so deep, family. It's more than just a um, great tragedy. It's more than that. It's a, 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 a an attack on every front. Just has Francis Cresswell's and said that. European, Caucasian, extremism, racism, and privilege, white supremacy, is in everything they do is in seven. In fact, Mama Marimba added three more. So it's in 10. I didn't get a chance to write it down. But, I mean, it's all areas of people activity. It's in everything they do. It's in everything they do. That's right, just like uh, Joe Morton said in that, the dinner. 
If you haven't checked it out, go online, go to YouTube. Joe Morton, the dinner. Well, as soon as you go to it, you hit a Caucasian man. Say, well, say something. You want me to say something? I'll say something. <laughs> you are a virus. Everything you touch, everything you do. And of course, you know, when you hear, and like for me, I watch the news consistently and how they present the news. And of course, if, if you're an African-centered person, you watch the news objectively. You watch the news. You, you, you watch how it is presented. Of course, it is going to present it and no matter what uh, news you're watching, whether it's Fox, um, some of the right wing or left wing, CNN, even Al Jazeera, you must watch it with an African-centered perspective from a critical eye of what is being stated. What are they presenting? Because everything they do is designed to help to sustain and maintain the privilege that they have created for themselves to our destruction. Yes. I'm going to take a break. When I come back from the break, family, open up the lines so you can join the, uh, this conversation. The Ma'atha. It's a deep conversation, family. It's ongoing. And there's only one thing. There's only one thing that can get us out of the Ma'atha. A return to our source to purge ourselves out of this European mindset. To embrace our Africanness. To embrace one another. Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die is not just a slogan, it's a reality. It's what we must do That total separation between us and Europeans and any other Negro who isn't like mine with them kick their ass to the curb. We'll have more conversation, brothers and sisters. You're listening. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk Radio Network. Oh, before I go, because I, I just found out that uh, Ahmed Jamal passed. Yeah, Ahmed Jamal passed, and he was, uh, what, 90, 92 years old? Yeah, about 92 years old. And that's, yeah, sad. No, I can't find that. That's how that goes. <laughs> Oh, I swear. Yeah, like he was 92 years old. Great pianist, great jazz. I'm a Jamal. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, 
hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
Listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. I tell you, man. I tell you. When you look at the Ma'afa that is ongoing, you can't help but feel, you can't help but feel the intense destruction of us as a people to put us in a condition of self-denial, of self-hatred, to put us in a condition to fight us continually for us to allow Caucasians, Europeans, crackers, Urugu, whatever, man, the Ma'afa, that's why I should be, let me, from uh, Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. You get this from Wikipedia. I'm not going to read the top portion. I think the bottom portion is better. History and terminology. The uses of uh, the, the Swahili word, the, the Swahili, key Swahili term, Ma'afa, the great disaster in English, was introduced by Mama Marimba Ani in 1988 in her book, let the circle be unbroken, the implications of African spirituality in the diaspora. It is derived from a Swahili term for disaster, terrible occurrence, a great tragedy. The term was popularized in the 1990s. The Ma'afa represents a way to discuss the historic atrocities and impact on the African, and I hate this word, slave trade, you know, damn trade on the African Ma'afa. The term African Holocaust is preferred by some academics, such as Milana Karinga, because it implies intention. One problem noted by Karinga is that the word Ma'afa can also translate to accident, and in the view of some of the scholars, the Holocaust of enslavement of African people was not accidental. Now, I, I need to um, consult with Sister but I'm going to remember if that is the case. Because, you know, I'm just being real. And Milana, Milana is not to be trusted. Ali Mazuri, and, and, and Ali Mazuri had a great uh, a documentary, series of documentaries on PBS back in the 80s, late 80s, I believe it was, 
the Africans. If you have a chance to uh, go on once again YouTube and put in Ali Mazuri, Ali Mazuri, M A Z U I, M A Z R U I, Missouri, R U I, I apologize, M A Z R U I, the Africans. Man, just great. In fact, caused such an uproar by conservatives and Europeans because, once again, they can't handle the damn truth. Especially from us. They want us to, they, they, they want to do what they have done to us with us not complaining. As you see, that happened to us coming out of our captivity. How dare you speak? How dare you t say what I've done to you in such language, in such ways? I should just go ahead and kill your ass. That's their mentality. Yeah. Notice that the word Holocaust is a dual plagiarism since the term is derived from ancient Greek. So Holocaust is a Greek word and thus despite being associated with genocide of European Jews and genocide of course is not as far as I'm concerned to be used when you talk about European Jews. Number one, they were not gen genocide should be talked about when you talk about the Aqua people, when you talk about the Taino people, when you talk about other people who have been eliminated. That's genocide. Yeah, they murdered European Jews. Yeah, they did. Buchenwald and Auschwitz and all this. Yeah. But it wasn't genocide. No one can have a monopoly over the term, Ali Majuri states. This borrowing from borrowers without attribution is what I call the dual plagiarism. But this plagiarism is defensible because the vocabulary of horrors like genocide and enslavement should not be subject to copyright restrictions. Some Afrocentric scholars prefer the term Ma'afa, yes, instead of African Holocaust because they believe that the indigenous African terminology more truly conveys the events. The term Ma'afa may serve much the same cultural psychological purpose for Africans as the idea of the Holocaust served to name the cultural distinct, distinct European Jews experience of genocide under the Nazi regime. Other arguments in favor of Ma'afa rather than African Holocaust emphasizes that the denial of the validity of the African people's humanity is unparalleled centuries long phenomenon Ma'afa is a continual. Ma'afa is a continual, constant, complete, and total system of human negation and nullification. I repeat, the Ma'afa is a continual, consistent, complete, and total system of human negation and nullification. Just, I'm gonna just end it right there. That's enough for me. That's why. You know, when we use that word, we really, in fact, uh, when I have an opportunity to do another libation, I'm going to emphasize that.
I'm going to emphasize that because I even say that sometimes that we don't talk about that part of the libation about what has been done to us. The great tragedy of why our minds are the way they are. Why we look at things the way we do. Why we believe the cliche we still believe has been made because we've been made to believe that the European is superior. His ice is colder. Yeah. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. There are a few of you who are in the queue and if you hit star twice, hit star twice, you can um, join this conversation uh, give us your African perspective on the Ma'afa or any other thing that you want to uh, talk about. This is uh, my last day. I'll be in Baltimore Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the State of the Black World Conference. That's Ron Daniels' conference, State of the Black World Conference. So I'll, I'll be there. In fact, I'm going to try to pull up some of that agenda, you know, of the State of the Black World Conference. I've been a few times, in fact, <laughs> that's what I should have talked to Marimba about because I had a conversation with her at the State of the Black World Conference that happened here in Atlanta. I was living in Milwaukee and I came here to Atlanta to, to the State of the Black World Conference. In fact, some brother thought I was uh, Asa. <laughs> Oh, they could think complexion and height and build and so forth, but thought I was Asa. <laughs> yeah. And and so I had the opportunity to, to talk to her for a minute, you know. And uh, she said, was my life? Because, see, apparently Ron Daniels, punk ass, mentioned that her libation was too long. She, she You know, but, you know, whatever Marimba does, it's thorough. That's how. That's who she is, you know. And I and and of course I said no, no, no time when you are honoring our ancestors, and there is no set way to do a libation. You do it the way you uh, feel, and 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 your spirit and your heart moves you, you know. And so, um, <laughs> right there. Well, anyway. And so I've seen Mama Marimba many times. And, and then, of course, when I moved here, we became friends. And it's been great. She's a beautiful sister. I, I'm honored because, you know, uh, her book, Urugu, when it came out, and I told her that then, it's the first one to get it. And it's like the Bible to me. It is. It's like the Bible. It's, it's the book I think we all should have and we all should read. It is to help us understand. It gave me the understanding who, who we are and who they are and what we're up against. That's why, the, that's why it's so important. Urugu, which is an African-centered, subtitle, an African-centered critique of European cultural thought and behavior. Looking at the European from our perspective, an African-centered critique of European cultural thought and behavior. 
and she mentioned the the because uh, one brother said, "Do you believe we can liberate ourselves with religion?" <laughs> yeah, and and some of the people in the audience are like, "What?" You know, you were sincere, you know, but some of us do because. But to me, religion is one thing. Spirituality is another. We will, we will liberate ourselves through African spirituality, not through religion, whatever that religion is. Many religions have been imposed upon us. Islam. Christianity. All the denominations within those two groups and others have been imposed on us. And what is our state? What is our condition? I mean, one of the things when you go to Ghana, and I hope that you do, but it will appall you to see posters and billboards of Caucasian Jesus one of the hardcore, and there's a, there's even Catholic, uh, 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 strong Catholicism within on the continent. The brother in uh, Cote d'Ivoire, that big ass basilica, all that money on that when you could have improved the conditions of the people the conditions of the society provided better uh, uh, infrastructure. I'm telling you, fam, this is crazy, ain't it? It is. It is crazy. You know? But that's part of the ma'afa. All of it. That's the ma'afa. So this Wednesday, day one, 19th, of course, the registration and the topic, State of Democracy and Development in Africa, the Caribbean and South America. To hell with, in, in the, in the uh, Danny Glover will be chairing it. He is uh, ambassador to the UN decade of people of African descent. And some of the speakers, uh, and facilitating will be Ron Daniels, who is the president of the Institute of the Black World, 20, Institute of the Black World21.org. And the speakers, the Honorable P.J. Patterson, Prime Minister of Jamaica, the Honorable Dixon Mitchell, uh, Prime Minister of Grenada, Dr. Julius Garvey, Conference Honorary Chair, Dr. Julius Garvey, son of Marcus Garvey, he lives in New York. Some more panelists. Uh, eh, anyway, that's, that's, that's what's happening. Uh, from 9 to 6 is the total conference. And this is on, you know, on Wednesday. And diplomatic, of course, meet and greet. A pre-town hall meeting. Okay, um, yeah. National International Town Hall meeting. Yeah, okay. 
And then, of course, uh, the state of the global reparations movement, the way forward, a presentation that evening. And, and uh, the Ghanaian president, Brother Nana Adu, the president of uh, Ghana, excuse me, not Ghanaian, Ghana, will make a presentation. And then uh, then Thursday, uh, uh, Information Sharing Network for Liberation, Future for Black World Session, and Displacing Black People in Black Culture, Gentrification at a State Emergency. You know, what also bothered me that um, they do these things and really it it benefits, of course, the convention center, it benefits, of course, the city, benefits the hotels and so forth. But we don't really benefit in it. And a lot of it, it there's no direction and and the only direction that's why I'm here I'm going to find out you know what is our direction we have we have literally have a who's who uh, uh, at the conference you know of, of major organizations and so forth you know so yeah <laughs> combating gun violence and murder Fratricide in black communities, a public health crisis. <laughs> you ain't, the only way you combat that is get your ass out this country. The Indaba, the Indaba, opening the Indaba, the Indaba is a process of great sit down, of talking about all the things that are happening to black people. I've been to a couple of Indaba. Basically, then those endeavors dealt with reparations, the great sit down, and uh, there's going to be a number of people who are involved in that, and also to some uh, the role of hip hop in the black, the role of hip hop in the black liberation movement. Well, it was that when it started in the '80s, in the '90s, the shit that you hear today, this vulgar. You know, no, mm-mm. there's no conscious raisining in it at all. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna be there and, and participating and checking things out. And of course, I'll take note of some highlights and things that I think that were. But if if you're having a conference for African people, and if your conference doesn't deal with independence, self-determination, liberation, or sovereignty. You just Putin and pontificating, okay? You're going over the same old tired-ass shit that I did when I first went to the State of the Black World Conference about 20-something years ago. Same thing, maybe even longer than that. So the bottom line, that's why, to me, each organization, but it's not going to happen because we feel our organization is important. 
when you feel you as opposed to saying, hey, let's all come together. See, Dr. Arcana should, should be here, but she's got another thing that she's doing. You know? So we have no real coordination. There should be one that speaks, one that's going to do, one that works with our scholarships. I mean, our scholars, our historians. You're not going to get that in the NACP. You're not going to get that in the Urban League. You're not going to get that in the sororities and the fraternities and the boule. You're not going to get none of that. You're not going to get that in organizations uh, you know, that continue to fight the struggles. And, and I understand that. I mean, I've been involved in those organizations. Still have fondness for some of them. But I also recognize that it's not going to happen the way they wish and want it to happen. It's not designed. Because number one, it is not ours. It is not African. It is not African. You know, during Mama's presentation, she talked about power a lot, real African power. And and so I had to, at the end of her presentation, uh, stand up and mention and hopefully give them an understanding of what power is. You know, because still today, and I heard it just a few days ago, we're going to empower the people. In fact, uh, the conference in in Ghana, a Bibi Atumi's conference in Ghana, the the African Power Conference. You know, we gotta understand what power is. Some of us believe that power is money. Well, of course, what what what's going to happen with the money? Right, even right now, with the BRICS conference and uh, cryptocurrencies and so forth. I heard another thing about, oh man, Brother Paul sent me a deep piece of how they're gonna it's gonna be money that is in that people can check, that the government can check. Check what you're buying. If they don't like what you're buying, you you, you might not be able to spend. A lot of things are happening. So you think you got power? Because you got money? Powers news and information, education. If the information and the education that you've been receiving is flawed and inaccurate, and of course it is, you get power from that? You got power? Politics, voting. I swear we act like voting is the panacea. And you argue against voting. You ain't voting? Shut up. I never voted for a Caucasian in my life. At least in the political. I did vote for this one dude for union president. Because <laughs> I said I would. I'm a man of my word. And then I only voted for him. There was two brothers who were running for positions 
I voted for them and nobody else. You know, you just say, you can vote for two or three, something like that, you know. Now, see, a good strategy is don't vote for none of them. Just only vote for the brother. Yep, it's a good strategy. No, I'm voting. <laughs> voting. Shit. <laughs> and you vote and your, your candidate don't win. The election was rigged. <laughs> yeah. Or if it wasn't rigged, your candidate was not the best candidate. Or maybe he was or she was the best candidate because of how elections go and how things go in this society. Psst. Voting, power, you power from that? No. What is power? What is power? Power is the ability to define reality. This is Dr. Wade Nobles. When I first heard this, I felt this was the most definitive definition of power power is the power ain't none of all that other bullshit power is the ability to define reality this is the deeper part of it this is the part I really don't like you know because it's what Europeans have done power is the ability to define reality then have others accept your definition as if it's their own Europeans define reality. They went around this, the world taking everybody's stuff and imposing that reality on others and making them accept that definition. And of course, you did it under the threat of death. That's why they do have real genocide. Them the only mothers that have exercised real genocide on other human beings. The ability to define reality then have others accept your definition as if it's their own. The question we need to ask ourselves are who are we in Europeans' reality? Consider what they did to us, the Ma'afa. We had no culture to speak of based upon what they said. We're less than human. It's justifying being in captivity. It's justifying being killed and enslaved. It's justifying based upon their rationale because we have nothing of worth. We've never done anything. We never created anything. That's who we in there. That's that's who we were in their reality then. Who are we in their who are we in their reality today? With no good fathers and mothers, drug addicts, drug dealers, criminals. Once again, justifying our mass incarceration, justifying our murder. Yeah, no reality. We, brothers and sisters, must break this chain. We, we must purge ourselves of this ignorance and shape reality in our image and in our interests. We must define reality in an African context. Taking nothing from them. Reject, rejecting everything. Rejecting everything from them. 
Okay, we got some calls. Let me get, let me get my good brother here. 443, Brother Irv, how you doing, man? Brother Osteen, thank you for putting me on. How are you? I'm well, thank you, brother. I'm doing all right. But I heard you say that. I heard you say that we able to vote. And, and this is the one I get also when you said it. It reminded me of it. You know, people died for your right to vote. <laughs> I hate that, well, don't you? Absolutely I hate it, that. But they're absolutely correct. They yeah. died for my right to vote. But they also died for my right not to vote. Yeah. They didn't. They, you you got to vote. No, I, I have right. the right to vote or not to vote. That's right. That's what they died for. They didn't okay. say I had to vote. Because in, in reality, there's nothing to vote for. Right. They're asking, but they're two wings of the same bird. Right. You're, you're, and we're never ever going to think that we can bake our own bread. We always got to go to slice of masa bread. Even, even I went to the Dodgers game the other day, and they had these number forty-two on. All these people in there with number forty-two on, and I look at it through a different lens. I didn't look at it as Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. I looked at it as Branch Ricky. Killing the Negro League, mm. killing mm. the black hotels. Yes. Come on now, yeah. Killing all yeah. the things that baseball because those people were in there spending. I mean, they were was, right. I think it was You're nine, right. eight dollars and something for a bottle of water. Yeah, and and you get beer for thirteen, fourteen, not twenty-seven dollars. But I mean, and they were spending this kind of money in this venue because of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. But he, but and like I said, he did not break the color barrier. He just, he just reinforced the fact that white folks' ice is colder. Mm. And I look at it through a different lens, as should every black person. That's right. Look at it, for a person who call themselves black, who mm. call themselves American African, who call themselves connected to a motherland, because the way white people work is repetition. You have a 30-second commercial on television that costs $20 million. Wow. Going to Super Bowl. Yeah. Why you, and why is that 20? Why do you want to put a commercial? Why are you paying $20 million for 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Because they understand the power of repetition. Mm-hmm. They I saw this one commercial came on. I'm watching the TV show, uh, some documentary, but the commercial was the same one over and over again. And I said, why do they keep showing this commercial? I saw it the first time. Because repetition right. is, what, is what teaches people. It what programs you. It That's programs why you never you. see anything about Africa yeah. on television. Unless it's a flies flying around some black kid with with a big stomach and mm-hmm. Sally Struthers, some white person is helping you know the good ship. Uh, mercy is coming to help y'all mm-hmm. Negroes because you can't help yourself. Mm-hmm. But see, what people don't see is why. How did all those Haitians get to the border last year? The ones that were whipped because they got whipped when they got there. Everybody else got to be put in the home, got some money and some food. They got whipped. The Haitians did. But how did all of them get there at the same time? Was it a plane that came to get him, or did they walk from Haiti? See, let's talk about that. Yeah. But no, they want to, when they show you one thing, when they show you the right, look to the left. Because you, when, you, when you go to Africa, you see things through a different lens, and you see how the repetition is actually programming, and that's what white people are doing. They don't want you to, to, to look at Africa as, as a place that, that, can, that can liberate itself, a people that can rise to where they, they, these people aren't upset. They think they're not upset. They seem to be eating every day. There were some fat Africans, some skinny ones, but they're over there. The, uh, the colonization over the generations is taking an effect on people. They're bleaching their skin. 
putting on white folk wigs like they do here with this fake hair. I'm like, are you are you serious? Yeah. But this is what happens yeah. over generations yes. of colonization, Baba Oshi. Yes. So You're this right. is where we are. We're not here just because they did something yesterday. It took a long time to get black people to speak French in Africa. Why are you speaking French? And I'm in mean, Jamaica. They got white folks on the money. The mm-hmm. queen is still on the money. Yeah. Stop it. These are subliminal things that keep you in your in your in your colonized mind. Mm-hmm. But 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 the only thing that stopped black revolution was the snitch. It was always one of them black people that, well, you know they're going to break out on Tuesday, Master. <laughs> Can I get another piece of that cornbread? <laughs> There's always someone who, come on now, that believes in integration that one day white folks going to wake up and say, you know what, level the playing field. I love you black people. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. No. We're still fighting for no. 30-year-old voting rights act. Ain't that crazy? Only Ain't that crazy? 40- Ain't that damn crazy? That's crazy. You know, yeah, right, you know, right before, right, right before, the- right before 2015, which is the 50th year of the Voting Rights Act, a good friend of mine came down here uh, from Milwaukee and we went over to Selma, you know, uh, took that ride over to Selma. And, and really, Selma's sad, man. It really is. But anyway, so we were there for the 50th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act. And, and um the Supreme Court had already did more gutting of the Voting Rights Act, particularly the Republicans, you know. And now that the Supreme Court is uh, six, six of the nine are Republicans, they've locked the Supreme Court and now it's hardcore right wing, hardcore conservative. So anyway... I'm there and 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 I'm down the hill with markers and so forth for Bloody Sunday and because you know they marched down the hill and 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 they and they got that beat down, you know, they got that beat down. And so I'm there and Rance Priebus, who was uh, the Wisconsin political chair, uh, got that position with Trump because this you know 2015 that was still Barack. You know, and so he later got that uh, chief of staff with with Trump, but he was the Republican chair, and I was on a radio program with him, and I know he don't remember, and I don't give a damn if he do, you know. But I saw him with three other young people, three young people, one Caucasian, a sister, and a brother, and there he comes walking walking down the hill, you know, on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, that cracker. <laughs> You know, Klansman, and so he and I'm, I'm and I'm by one of the markers. You know, he comes up and I said, "Oh, Rance Priebus. He's shocked. You know, he's gonna startled and so forth. Yeah, say I'm from I'm from, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was on a radio program with you, huh? You know, and I said to him, I said, I think this is very disingenuous of you being here. And he, then he became startled, and then the young people kind of looked startled because of what the Republicans did to consistently challenge and dismantle the Voting Rights Act. This is shit. This is so damn ridiculous, Irv, this Voting Rights Act bull, because either you have it or you don't. 
You don't have to make what any provisions. Doing? You say everybody, this is the voting laws, and this is it. You're, everybody has the right to vote. The right for your uh, uh, right to vote is unabridged. You have a right. Are you of age? Is are your credentials right? You can vote. What kind of? Sh- and so, so I, I jumped in his ass about that, and I looked at the young people, particularly, of course, the African American young lady and man. You know, looked at them. You know, and 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 so to me. It's crazy that still again you gotta you know update the voting rights. That's how crazy this this, this madness is. You know I want to cuss. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 white people do? Two two points really quickly. They, they make sure that you know your history. They make sure that everything. See, you brought up history, and he couldn't he couldn't come back at you. You were telling truth stands by itself. You need no question to the truth. I know who you were, who you were, and who you stand you are now. Exactly. And, and people can change. I get that. But don't come. You ain't. You fight with these white folks against black people. You did. I know. You, I saw you. Not telling you what I read or what I heard. Mm-hmm. I was there. See. Right. So stop with this. And, and they want you to believe that everything started yesterday. And they want you to keep. Going over, you know, the dogs used to bite us and we couldn't sit at the counter. I already know that, Oshi. I know the things that white people did to us. I know I know about the transatlantic slave trade, uh, the, uh, the, the, the kidnapping and the killing of hundreds of millions of black people. I know about that. Now, let's talk about solutions. Let's talk about what we're going to sacrifice to get where we need to be. You're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, and it's never been a, a joint against oppression. And you use like, what are you going to die for? Mm-hmm. This folks ain't giving up what they have. No. They're not going to live in a, in a state of uncomfortability. That's not going to happen. They're going to keep driving their big cars and, and whatever it is that they want to do. You have to make a conscious decision whether you're, you're going to go, we're going to do it or not. And if, and if it comes down to armed resistance, call it what you want. Right. Call it what you want. Because this is where we, this is the only thing that these people understand. They understand either you leave my space or if you're going to stay in my space, you're going to conform to what I say or there's going to be a problem. Yep. There's going to be a serious problem. Yep. And they're not coming for you. They're coming for your children. It's a slavery under yep. different names, but it's still slavery. We're still more enslaved to death. Where are you at? <laughs> we're more enslaved today than we were back then because of our vices. Exactly. I went to Africa. Oh, see, I was so goddamn uncomfortable. Bruh, this is, wait a minute, man. I, I'm trying to get a, a bottle of Perrier. No, <laughs> they ain't got no Perrier here. I was uncomfortable. But I was okay with being uncomfortable. I had to learn. I was there to right. feel my ancestors, right. and I exactly. did. Exactly. They, they reached out to me because I opened up and I let them reach out to me so that I could feel the walls of those slave of those slave quarters where they kept those slaves before they took them to, to, to the market. And I felt those walls and I closed my eyes and I felt my ancestors talking to me, saying, you, "This is this is the, this is where we stood, naked, all up against each other, right? Sick, cold, hungry." Because these white people want to take us and work us to death. They were working them to death, Oshie. 
I'm just, and they, no, it ain't even about the money. It was about the life they had to look forward to. I need you to breathe, pick this cotton, and shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Right. And if you didn't do it, you were, you were going to die. And our brothers were so strong. They were so strong. They made the trip, mm-hmm. some of them. Apparently enough of them. Well, yeah. And they yeah. bred them like dog. I heard a lady on the basketball game say, these studs, the that studs, I talk studs. You're calling basketball players studs? Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. Oh, he's a beast. No, he's not an animal. He's a black man. He's not a, oh, he's a beast. What are you talking about? You're slow walking us into a place. That's why you're sitting here watching two black men get on TV now. Because mm-hmm. you were slow walked into it. You were so, that, 10 years ago, that came on TV, man. People would turn the TV off and wouldn't buy no more Wonder Bread. Yep. But now, oh, it yeah. comes on, you act like you don't even see it. Oh, man, that's just the way, that's the sign of the time. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a sign of the yep. time. My brother, this ain't haphazard. This, this just happened. Oh, it's deliberate. You are not in drag queens reading to the children. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? A guy dressed up like a woman beat to your child, and there's a black one on TV that says, I think it's beautiful. You have lost your mind. Where's the baby daddy at? Because there ain't no family in, in the hood. It's not a See, neighborhood. That, it's a hood. So to me, that, that calls... Don't, I mean, have, don't have neighbors. You know, if you dress up like a character, I, I can understand it, but you're dressing in dress... You're dressing up intending to... Con- to intentionally be a woman, which is causes confusion. Putting some, I mean, if I have a little kid, yes, you know, and that yes. kid is three, four, five years old, maybe six years old at the most, and I present that kind of thing to him or her, you know, there's going to be some confusion. There's going to be questions to be asked. And they see it consistently. They, they might gravitate to that. You know, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Right. You know, no, one is- of the people who I've admired and respected when he was in Milwaukee and he moved here was Nana Hochi, who was an Ifa priest. And his wife, she gave me my name. She said, I see you in the community. I see what you do, how you, you know, the, what, all the things you're involved in. So I have a name for you. And she gave me Oshiyami. And then I legally changed it to that from Eddie Brown. And so he said, I have Eddie Brown. Yeah, Brown. Eddie Brown. See, I said, I have um, <laughs> looked at the history of Africa, educational systems of Africa, the ways of Africa all my life. I have never seen homosexuality in any of this. Homosexuality, you know, the homosexuals want to believe that it is in everything and all things. You know, they wanted you to, to accept that. You know, once again, uh, if if you're in the African-centered movement, you're in the sovereignty movement, there is no homosexual plank in that movement. Now, if you're a homosexual, keep that shit to yourself. And if you're being disruptive or doing anything, no, then you will be you will you will be kicked out, and you might get your ass kicked. 
Because no, we don't want this kind of confusion. We need men and women to working together. We need men and women to be compliments to each other. We need family. Men and women producing strong children. You don't get no strong children out of homosexuality. So, no. you know. It, it, no. So I tell you, man, it, it, this is a this is a <laughs> serious thing for us. It really is. And 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 us being here, us being in the United States, there ain't a damn thing that we can do about homosexuality and, and its acceptance. And its acceptance. So I'm saying if, if, if you don't like it, if you feel it's a threat to the African family, which it is, then, hey, get out. Don't let it come to the continent. Challenge it everywhere. What, what was uh, 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 Harris's charge? The same thing as Barack's. If you want some of this American aid, then you got to accept homosexuality. You know, you can't ban it. You can't you know, criminalize it. You can't do this and restrict it. You got to accept it. No, we don't. Y'all go to y'all go to Europe with that madness. Y'all go somewhere else with that madness. Not here. And let's and let's, and let's be clear. They're giving the aid so that they can be beholden to them to the United States, but they're giving the aid for humanitarian needs. Russia and China are giving aid to for military needs. Mm-hmm. So that so that Russia, so that Africa can arm themselves, so that no one can just come in and take anything that they want, because that's what's happening now. Africa needs to arm themselves, just like Iran has a nuclear bomb. Uh, I think it's Iran that has a nuclear plant, mm-hmm. and they're trying their best to stop it. Yeah, because once you don't, you cannot protect yourself. Then. Oh, she's right now. You're open to anything. That's right. And that's why they don't want Africa military humanitarian. I, I, we already know we're human, mm-hmm. but we need what we need is some guns and some military to get these military bases out of our country. You know, because at the same time they're trying to give them humanitarian, they want to put a base there, right? And put them in, into the NATO game. The NATO I mean, game. We understand. See, that, that he shook it up. Trump, Trump took us out of NATO. They said, wait a minute. You can't come out of NATO because he said, because we're paying more than everybody to be in. And this guy is a damn fool, but he shook up the apple cart because he was not a politician. A politician is a whore. Hmm. Uh, Donald Trump hmm. was a narcissist. Yeah. He was, There's <laughs> no doubt about that. And a politician. No doubt about that. That's so what he follows is. the money. These, this country yeah. follows the money. Wherever they can make money is where they're going. And that's what hmm. they, the people in the country do. Whoever has the most money appears to have the most power. But you made it perfectly clear. The power is not the money. The, the power is the one who can who can create your reality. And that's power. That's power. Because that controls your mind. That's, that's power. Whoever controls your mind controls. And yeah. that's why the internet is so important. Define, they define who that defines reality. Yep, that's, 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 that's what power is. Correct. But but they're blindsiding us, Oshie, because they, they go at us so slow. They slow walk us. We, we got two men on TV, two black men on TV kissing each other. And I saw the McDonald's commercial, the Gates McDonald's commercial, that a lot of people see it and they kind of slip it. The black, older black man, he must be about 60. Yeah, 70, 60 I, I have a problem with that, man. Yeah. I have a problem with Not that. Wrong. 
That's, I really a gay, that's a gay black and a white man. Right. Kids about to kiss each other in the mouth over a french fry. Bruh, that's slow walking you. Yeah, I have that a problem with that, man. I really do. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's ridiculous that they're doing it. I've been to McDonald's in so long, I don't even know what they say no more. I, 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 I stopped eating McDonald's a long time ago. About the same time I stopped eating Kentucky White Man chicken. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever the hell it's called. I don't eat that foolishness. Mm-hmm. This is, this, we're being slow walked into a, into a situation that we're going to be in and we, won't be, and we won't be able to get out of it quickly. But we, as long as you have people like yourself, you, me, and other brothers who are conscious and sisters who are conscious that understand our connection to Africa, uh, we we have a fighting chance because everyone I come in contact with, I tell them exactly what I'm saying to you. Yeah, we are under attack. We're yeah. behind oh, yeah. enemy lines. Yeah, leave yeah. them leave them snow bunnies alone. Yeah, we Anything have war. a white girl can give you, a black girl can give you though. Yeah. We're at war. Yeah, we and if you're war. not going to leave, be willing to die for what you believe in, yeah. because these white people will kill you for their power. They will mm. kill you for it. Yeah, this ain't no game with them. They're thinking, they're, they're thinking legacy. We're thinking tomorrow. So we already know the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear all that. I know we were bit by dogs. I know that we did. But for everything we do, even our pain they pocket from. Yeah. And they're coming for your children. They're coming for these children. That's why they, they got them in. Oh, you got a Rhodes Scholar. The hell with Rhodes. So anyway, brother, yeah, I, I don't mean you. to be so passionate. No, I, I hear <laughs> we are. We both are, and we both ran out of time. <laughs> Appreciate oh, you, brother. Man. Appreciate <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> okay, listen. You have a blessed Love you, day. Man. Love you too, dear brother. Peace to you, yes, brothers and sisters. It is. It is the time. Sure. Hope we understand. I try my best to help you understand, overstand, understand, whatever. <laughs> what we're up against, the evil entity that we're dealing with. It is, we're at war for the minds of our people. We're at war for the minds of our people. Brothers and sisters, I thank you. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko, the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor, the European, the Caucasian, the Urugu, the cracker, is the minds of our people. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they show the damn it, don't want to pay for it. So brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep, that means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier, Bibi Fahodier, a victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be we will be victorious. You have a blessed day. Hope to see you. And uh, well, I won't I won't be here Wednesday, but I'm quite sure Brother Kwaku will put on a good program for you. Peace, family. Peace. Great show, Ocean. <laughs>